Yes, indeed. That's some really great screaming there. It's called Screaming the Blues. <laughs> Oliver Nelson is on tenor and alto saxes. Richard Williams is on trumpet. Eric Dolphy on alto sax and bass clarinet. Richard Wyans on piano. George Duvivier on bass. And Roy Haynes, we talked about him uh, two days ago, uh, on drums. This is Lead Stories. I'm Hugh Trish Lead. And I thought we should, today's a good day to be uh, kind of jolted by some screaming blues. <laughs> it matches where we are emotionally, doesn't it? We are screaming the blues, but we don't want anybody to know it. All right. The number to call is 888-874-4888. So why do I tell you that first thing? So that you can get ready for the question. And here's the question. How hopeful are you that the United States is headed in the right direction? How hopeful are you that the United States is headed in the right direction. We don't know what the right direction is, so that's the first thing we've got to figure out. What is the right direction? And then perhaps, how hopeful are we about that? But every country tries to ascertain this, the answer to this question. How are the people feeling about the way the government is being run? Do they have any confidence in what we're trying to accomplish? Are they on board? Are they indifferent? Are they downright alienated and angry? What is the tenor out there among the people? And to what degree will that affect how government is run. You know, I don't remember the last time we had a national poll uh, and a big deal made about it, about how people are feeling about the performance of that structure we call the government, the people who uh, 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 guiding the ship of state every day. Are they doing a good job? Are they, are they giving us the right message that we need not worry, that uh, or worry just a little bit only, but everything is under control, reasonably under control? Do you have a feeling that? The government is in safe hands, making the right decisions, asking the right questions of itself, asking the citizens whether, according to them, they feel better about the way things are being done. They have greater faith in this structure, as I call it, the government. So that's your first question today. How hopeful are you that the United States is headed in the right direction? And what gives you that hope? And of course, if you're not hopeful, what makes you not hopeful? that the government is doing what it should be doing and the ship of state is in safe hands. Would you go that far? Would you venture that far to make a statement like that? Or do you have misgivings? Do you have doubts? Are you downright, uh, how should I put it, without faith at this moment, and why? 
And if you're not hopeful, then how do you propose to live through this government and live through another one? What is your secret to remaining calm and steady despite all the things that you're seeing and that you have great trepidation about? Let's hear what your views are on this question because, you know, it is the question of the moment. All kinds of things are happening every single day. There are major changes, major developments, and as we've discussed, we don't get a sense that the people are really included in all of this. Somewhere in a back room somewhere, uh, decisions are being made. And the people just have to settle and, and accept them and build their lives accordingly. It's really a terrifying prospect, especially when we are sold every day. We sold the greatness of America, the great democracy. We sold the idea that this is a stable government, not like Russia. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing in Russia, but we know what we're doing here. Do you think that that's true? So, 888-874-4888, that's the first question up for your consideration today. I don't see anybody yet. You guys are a little slow. You ought to be on the ball. 888-874-4888. Ed from Queens. That does not include you. Hello, you Queens. Okay. How are you doing? You know, me and the songs, we hanging, hanging hard, hanging tough. <laughs> <laughs> got the most well-developed fifth appendage, I believe, in the tri-state area. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Uh, you. I think you know where I'm at. I mean, you know, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. We're in the decline of empire. And you just got to strap yourself in, try to take care of your local. I, my my whole thing has always been all politics is local. Um, and I tried to get involved locally here with, with uh, new mayor, Eric Adams, who is turning out to be a great disappointment. But I try mm. to control what's in my immediate environment. That's basically it. I mean, that's the only thing you can do. Empires take a long time to fall apart. The Roman Empire had the Pax Romana for 500 years, and then it lasted for another century until it devolved into the Holy Roman Empire. So you had the diatomic two emperors, one in the, one in the east, one in the west. The Roman Empire took a long time to fall apart. The Greek civilization took a long time to fall apart. America's falling apart. It's just a matter of time. That's all. I mean, it's going to happen quicker because I believe technology is going to facilitate a lot of the decline. But, uh, you know, just, you know, try to take care of your own and learn Chinese. That's what I always say. Ni ho ma. <laughs> <laughs> so what is accounting for this decline in your view? Well, it's a, it's a culmination of things. Number one, America has been doing dirt, and we as a people have allowed American government specifically to do dirt around this country for too long. And I believe, I'm a firm believer in what Martin Luther King said. The universe, moral, the, the universe has a moral arc, and it bends towards righteousness. And, we are, and America is busting that arc. I mean, you're just here lately with what's going on with the obvious racism and double standard presented with the Ukraine refugees and Yemenis and Tigrayan and, and my people, Haitian people. I mean, come on, you know. How much can you stand before something has to give? And it's given. It's given everywhere. The, 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 the European, uh, the, the Western European countries, they're smiling and Biden's face, but they're making deals behind the back. Uh, things are changing. Things, things are changing on, 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 a, on, a, on a level that that's a paradigm shift in, in global, in global supremacy, supremacy and global hegemony. And, and America's at the, at the downside. I mean, they had a good run. 
you know, you had over the, over the 300 years of being in charge of everything, of running the show, of being of having your dollar be the be, be, be the global default currency, even when you took it off the gold standard with Nixon. So, I mean, you know, every dog has his day, and now it's America's turn. You can't screw the world forever and expect no recompense. So where do you place the blame for this, for this degradation and the fact that uh, the America seems to have fallen way behind? When you point... When you point a finger at one person, you got four pointing back at yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm just as much to blame as every other. We fell asleep at the wheel. We allowed the American government to become an entity unto itself. We allowed, we allowed professional politicians. We, we threw away who, however this country started, whether it was by rich white men, for which rich white men. There were mechanisms that we could have taken control of during the course of history. People have taken control of these mechanisms and got this government to capitulate to what we needed. And we didn't do it. We let it go. For the past 50 years, we've let the government make decisions. We've let the government call the shots. We we didn't remind these people that you are civil servants. You're not in charge of anything. You, you, You run by our pleasure or by our leisure, and we let them forget that. Politicians should always be afraid of the constituency to the extent to where their job and now their lives should be on the line because you screwed up. But we let it. We let it happen. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And we became, we, we became sanguine. We became uh, 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 impotent. And we let it go. Hmm. Well, that's a powerful start for today. Uh, thank you for getting thank us you. revved up. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Jeremiah from Harlem, you're on the air. Hi, Utrice. Uh, pleasure to Hi. talk with you as always. Thank um, you. You yeah, too. I, I don't want to sound pessimistic or negative, but I don't know how I can avoid it in this case. Um, I think that we're in a really bad situation right now. I mean, <clears throat> a bad situation has gotten worse, unfortunately. There was a lot of bad elements on the table, and now... I wouldn't even know where to begin exactly. We've crossed into a new threshold of really concerning, alarming, um, negative effects of the society that's been created here over a period of time. I mean, the military-industrial complex has continued to rage out of control. The prison-industrial complex has continued to rage out of control. And now we have a major player in the game that I guess was always a major player in the game that's kind of taken the forefront, which is the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And the way this society was manipulated during the COVID period, I just think takes us into a new threshold of negativity. I mean, normally you should resist when you feel your rights are being um, attacked, when you feel your human dignity is being attacked, you should resist. You should stand up for yourself. You should stand up for your family. But we saw the the American public, and not everyone in the American public, but a good fraction of this country, better than the majority, it seems, it just got cowed during the COVID period. Um, you know, there's this whole question of gain-of-function research that our government was sponsoring through various laboratories around the world, the enhancing of viruses. And that might have led to the COVID crisis, which was a worldwide crisis, and our lack of interest in the origin of this virus. Um, It's, you know, really disappointing, for one thing. Like I said on this program previously, if a guy punched another guy in the face, and actually we just saw that, I didn't even reference the event event but that gets more attention than the fact that our country was weaponizing viruses and that might have led to an international disaster calamity and now as we look into this ukraine matter it turns out that oh the united states once again was meddling in the affairs of another nation another region of the world 
and we're we're the furthest from innocent in this situation. We were we're meddling and antagonizing a situation, and unfortunately, the people of Ukraine and then the people of Russia get um, used as pawns or cannon fodder in this situation. So, you know, again, trying to end on a positive note of some kind. I'll ask everyone out there who's concerned about the world we live in to just try to dig in a little bit deeper. We have new alliances now, new friendships, um, you know, work within affinity groups, work within your community, strengthen new bonds, and be prepared to discard old relationships, unfortunately. I think many people have had to do that because every issue, as we've seen, starting with COVID and, and every subsequent thing, it's, it seems to be so polarizing that people can't even disagree in an ordinary sense anymore. They have to totally um, annihilate anybody who disagrees with them and seems to be sort of a new trend. So, you know, find the people who share your values and try to get some work done and enjoy your human existence as well as you can under extremely difficult circumstances. And, you know, I hope that, um, I hope there's some false alarms here. I hope things don't get as bad as they could get, but, you know, I think that the stage has been set for some really, really negative outcomes here in terms of uh, people not even being able to access food um, in the ordinary sense. Uh, the total decay of the educational system. I mean, I, I don't know if it's an intentional plan or just through total mismanagement, but it just seems that they're, they're making schools obsolete. Uh, they closed down hospitals for years. That wasn't brought up, as we were told. There wasn't enough hospital capacity. Well, why did you close so many hospitals? Something like this could have happened. But we, you know, we emphasize luxury apartments or uh, high-tech weaponry or high technology of any kind above the needs of the people. So, you know, again, hate to sound pessimistic. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight, but there's a lot of reason for concern. And the current government um, makes those concerns even more severe than they would be on their own. Hmm. Well, that's not entirely a happy picture, but it's realistic. That's for sure. I, I agree with you. Thank you for calling in and contributing. Thank you. Henry from Chicago, you're on the air. Good afternoon, you trees, and good afternoon. Good afternoon, Henry. And PRN listeners. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to continue the gloomy report uh, from, you know, as far as the state of our country uh, as you know, as well, uh, gloomy as like the gloomy day I'm seeing here in Chicago where it's raining. Uh, so when you hear, you know, uh, in Jeremiah, who always comes through with solid points about, you know, the, the, the decline of the empire, uh, and also the way our society in particular, American society has, you know, declined in regards to um, the propaganda that we, you know, that we hear in regards to different parts of the world. And I think you taught, uh, one of the topics earlier this week touched upon that, you know, about our, you know, how we are influenced, you know, by this media propaganda, which, which is really, you know, which is really concerning to me because, you know, media now is not. When I'm talking about media, I'm talking about mainstream media. They're not even. They're not even disguising their lies anymore. I mean, it's just like really blatant. Uh, my daughter can now, you know, tell when they're lying to us or not. It's like, wow, this is this is so interesting. And people are just swallowing it. You know, swallowing it whole. And so, when it gets to that point where our media, which claims to be, you know, unbiased and balanced coverage of, of certain situations like the Ukraine war, you already know that there's, 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 there's a lie going on, and you don't even have to, like, read in between it. So that and also, too, when you're talking about globally where we stand as a country, um, it, 
it, it elaborated on it. You know, we're losing uh, hegemon, hegemon power uh, in different parts of the world, including Europe. Uh, and obviously Asia is going to, you know, Asia's already fallen into the hands of China. And I often look at, you know, the aspects of China and, and they spend, you know, like our country spends more money on warfare and military than education, than housing, than any other of the necessities that people, you know, have to, you know, have to have to live as a, you know, as a modern society. And China basically spends more on education than anything else. And this is the reason why China is slow. I, I wouldn't say slowly. They are right there economically as far as, uh, you know, the United States. And pretty soon they will overtake them uh, as, you know, in my opinion, the world superpower. So, you know, we're slowly, you were slowly decaying across the world. We're slowly decaying domestically because, you know, we all say, you know, how politics is local. And even in Chicago, you know, in, in places like Chicago, the political system is starting to mirror what the federal system is looking like. And uh, it, it brought up a good example about, you know, what's going on in New York and Mayor Eric Adams. It's like, you know, we're having that same problem here. And, and they're mirroring what the federal system is looking like. So even that's starting to, you know, decline because I think there have been reports talking about that, um, you know, we've been the closest to a civil war than, 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 you know, any other time in history, you know, outside of the actual civil war that we actually had. Uh, because, you know, technically it looks a little different from the first civil war that we had in this country. So, you know, this country is, is getting much, much, there's lines being drawn much, much more heavier, heavier now than it's ever been. Um, we're in a crisis where uh, political parties, are, are basically uh, accusing, you know, other political parties of corruption. And they're, they're actually practicing corruption as well. And the losers in this whole thing are the people. So, you know, we're, you know Biden's talking about food shortages. Food shortages are happening right now. Like, I walked into a store uh, about an hour ago, and I saw empty shelves. Um, uh, in these in these stores, so they're happening right now, and and we're supposed to endure this and, 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 and vote for him when when his party and his election comes through. I don't think so. There's there there are a lot of disgruntled, uh, unhappy people within this city, uh, with the federal government, with the local government, and you know I, I would not be surprised, you know, if another January sixth incident happens again and it may not be right-wing people it might be you know uh it might be progressives it might be left-wing people but there is so much discontent of this government right now that you know i i feel like there are a small faction of people who are ready to rise up i don't know what i don't know what that means or what's going to happen but um i mean there's there's a lot of discontent right now Mm mm-hmm what do you think, from your vantage point, what recourse do the people have? I, I, I mean, I guess the only recourse you have right now is basically gathering yourself together with like-minded people, um, maybe in a, in, a, in a local, in a local uh, political setting, uh, organize, um, you know, try to, try to, try to, uh, organize over some, um, some movements or, or, or things that people can agree with to say, Hey, this needs to be fixed. Let's do this. And basically kind of start from there. I, I, I think the, 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 the main point I'm saying is organization, either start an organization or join an organization to you know, to, to start uh, dishing out some points that that need to be done in your immediate uh, setting wherever you're at, because right now we cannot rely on local government. 
We cannot rely on federal government. We have to rely on ourselves as people. And, 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 and this, that, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest economic engine that, that, you can, that you have right now. That's the biggest currency that you have right now because, you know, obviously the dollar's falling. Uh, a lot of things are falling uh, as far as the values uh, of, of, of what this nation stands for. Uh, I mean, you know, going back to the media again, uh, you have censorship of, of a lot of, 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 of voices that are out on, you know, out on the Internet and these platforms that's supposed to be a free speech. But now, you know, you're censoring people. People think that, you know, they're coming from Russia or they're coming from China where they're just basically just, you know, offering an opinion on certain things. So, uh I mean, it's it's bad right now. Yeah, I mean, we're we're we are at the moment of fascism. So the 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 question is, what are we going to do as a people? Okay, it's a very important question to ask, and even more important to answer. Thanks, Henry, for your call today. Ali from New York, you're on the air. Hi, Chris. How you doing? And I wanted to okay. Uh, to all your, to your, that big group that you have of listeners out there. So, um, <laughs> yes, and uh, I wanted to answer that question because this is a question that uh, is very important, and I think um, especially people on the left are, are thinking more about that than I don't think any other group. And when you said the decline of the empire, I think it was um, Jeremiah who he, he, he said the decline of the empire. Um, if you had traveled, and I know that you had traveled, and I remember when I went to, I believe it was Argentina, which it was about three years ago or four, and, um, and then you noticed the decline of the, the, the empire because years ago, and I was very little when I left my country, um, People, they wanted to have their dollars on hand. But when I went to Argentina and I, we went to exchange, the first thing that the people said is, oh, are those euros? And you know that the euros took over in most of the countries in Latin America. And, and then even when you went to Europe, uh, to Europe um, a lot of Americans stopped going to Europe because of the exchange of the, the Europe. I remember I went uh, one year to the first time that I went to, um, to France, to Paris. Um, we asked the gentleman from the hotel. He said, yeah, Americans, they're not uh, visiting uh, Europe, especially France, the way that they used to. And it was because when you gave a dollar, uh, when you, when you, um, they gave you a euro, they, you have to give a dollar 46 in order for you to get one euro. So um, right there, I started notice the decline of the empire because, um, um, the empire has, has been very strong with the dollar and the weapon. They're using the military to control the world. But the, the, the dollar was a, something very strong that you went to a lot of different countries, and when you gave them dollars, they were very happy or they exchanged for, your, for, for the dollar. And now you see that it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker and to me that is a design that is a sign of the of, of decline of this empire and i just also wanted to say about these sanctions people are happy a lot of people that united states is putting these sanctions and using the european and other country even some asian like the japanese to russia but eventually, these sanctions, they're going to hurt us. And I will tell you why. Because the Venezuela is a perfect example of that. Maduro said, we're not going to just deal with one economy. Oh, I should just say, just say it's Nicolas Maduro. Yeah, the Nicolas, yes, I'm sorry. He's the president of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro. So he... He said, "Now we had we had developed our agriculture, so we don't depend on food that they come from outside. So we could develop another 
another economic situation. So we don't have to depend only on oil. So you see, sanctions make all the people and all the country to develop things that they have stopped using. And, and another thing is about the sanctions, if you see now some of these countries, Russia, China, what are they doing? They trade, they're going to trade among each other, and they're going to use the ruble or the yen. So is Saudi Arabia trading with China. And what, how are they going to pay now? They're going to use the yen. And then you go to India, and you're going to see all these countries that trading with one another, using their own currency, the dollar pushed to the side, and where are we going to end up? You see, one of the things that people didn't realize was, and, and I was not aware of this, that so many things came from Russia. And we're talking about wheat, we're talking about fertilizers, oil, gas, chips. These chips made for electronic uh, 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 items, including cars. So right now, we are being left behind because those countries, they're not going to stop. And like Maduro, uh, Nicola Maduro said yesterday, they took him out on the strip, and they're not going back. They don't want to be on that system anymore, any longer. So you know what? We are left, left behind. We are, that is what is happening. So people, they think that sanctions are good for Russia. It's, it's later one is going to come back, like Henry said, with empty, empty uh, 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 supermarkets. And all these things, I go to one of the stores here that a lot of time when I go, <laughs> they don't have a lot of merchandise. They just have recycled merchandise that they have in the store. And I don't see them bring a new item. So this is what is, what is, uh, is going to knock us down. I'm not sure if the empire, <laughs> if this empire is going to remain but I see it coming down. I don't know how soon, but it is, and the signs are there. Look at the dollar, what is happening to the dollar, and that says it all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling in and giving us a, a quick lesson in how countries progress or don't progress and how you can tell. Brother David from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon, all. You know, good afternoon. Uh, you know, as I think about this discussion, uh, first of all, I don't think people understand that you can't uh, be in a world empire and have democracy. They don't go together. That is impossible. And I think it's important for everyone to understand that this country was not ever uh, constructed from the revolution on to be a place to benefit all the people. This was a place that was uh, invented with the revolution by the ruling elite for the ruling elite. And it remains so until this day. The people who run the country, they don't run it uh, in the interest of the mass of people who live here. And, you know, people have to get it. The place is run in the interest of those people at the top, the elite, the ruling class, the one percenters, or whatever you want to call them. It's basically a fascist situation where uh, the uh, people in that 1% and the people in office are the people who work for them. They're not working for the benefit of the masses of people who live here. Because if they were, half the people wouldn't be in that poor category like they are now. And we wouldn't be spending half of our budget on military expenditures 
and lacking in things that people need. So that is the main thing. People have to understand the situation they're in. And most people here do not. Uh, they keep talking about this illusion of democracy, and we're not a democracy, we're a plutocracy, a government that functions in the interests of the rich and powerful. And people don't get it. The Congress does not work in the interests of the average person. It works in the interests of those who pay those big donations to get uh, the one political party with the two divisions uh, in office and paying off the people in those positions. So that is the main thing, understanding the situation you're in, and most people do not. They do not care about the masses of people who make up the majority of the population. The people who run things run it solely in the interest of those at the top of the pile. And their job after that is to control the people and prevent what is really needed, and that starts with the R. That's called revolution. Just keep the people from revolting, keep them in check, and when you have to, as I I've said many times, you throw out some bones and sometimes you put some meat on them. That'll quiet the people down. And when you can, you take those uh, bones back. And that's what they do all the time. They manipulate the people and keep them in uh, illusion that they are uh, interested in the masses and everything is fine and uh, they keep people from understanding all the things that they do. And it's very interesting to me now. It's April, and this is tax time. And people don't understand that in certain countries, you don't have to file any tax. They, can, they know what you're making, and that's done automatically. But the only reason it's not done here is because there's a billion, billion dollar industry in a place to file people's tax returns. They make them so complex and they uh, are so uh, uh, difficult for people to even fill out a tax form. So you create an unnecessary industry for filing income tax. People paying millions and billions of dollars to these uh, crooks that run this false tax system. And I say false because with all the computers and technical ways you have of doing it, they know how to create a tax system and eliminate these crooks that run all this uh, tax business. So what I'm saying is, Let's get together and understand that the thing is run by those who rule in their interests and not in the people's interests. So that's the first thing. You have to understand what your situation is, and if you don't, you'll be uh, easy pay for the divide-and-conquer technique they have for maintaining all these things. So... Uh, people have to get smarter and start studying for themselves because you're not going to get it from the corporate media because the ruling class that runs the country controls the corporate media and all of the things that give information, such as the schools. So people have to start studying on their own. Thank you. 888-874-4888. Mohammed from New York, you're on the air. Oh, good afternoon, you trees. Good afternoon. All is well with me. Can you hear me? Yes, it's kind of muffled. 
Okay, but can you hear ahead. me now? I'm talking straight yes, into it. Very much clearer. Yes. Okay, very, very good. Okay, um, my classmates have said so much, so I'm going to just kind of sum it up to, to a point because they really said everything. When you look at a society, in modern society, basically you have four systems in there. You have the economic system, you have the political, you have the social system, and then lastly, we have the educational system. Now, it's always been said, and this is a, a saying that a house divided can't fall. Politically, this country is divided. Uh, when you go to the, just look at the situation, the Supreme Court nominee they put up, some Republicans just went against this young lady just based on her color as opposed to her qualities. Okay, now when we look at the economic system, United States is bankrupt. We have trillions of dollars of debt. And this can't be paid. And the United States know this. Socially, we're divided. Now, with the bankruptcy, when you look at the countries in, say, Asia and some in South America, like you look at China, Russia, and even Saudi Arabia, they are talking about selling oil to China in the yuan. Russia and China going to use their currency to do business. Okay, the dollar has been the dominant uh, money in the world today because so they got Saudi Arabia to agree that they would accept payments for their oil only in dollars. So the United States, the dollar became the currency of the world. Now Saudi Arabia is talking about... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're off topic, you know that. Well, I'm talk it's, it's all coming to the decline of America. There's, you know, so many... Well, the thing questions. is, you have to make a point as succinctly as possible because you don't have unlimited time. And okay. so okay. far, you're giving us a scenic tour, which I'm glad for, but at the same time, it doesn't give you the advantage of really addressing the question. Okay. Well, I'll just go, I'll go straight to the point then. You're looking at the fall of an empire, and what makes or what results in the empire falling is the greed. Now, it's, it's Mr. I think it was David just said about democracy. Democracy was meant for a group of people. It wasn't meant for all of them. Democracy morphs into fascism because everything goes to the top. The so-called rich don't pay their taxes. Then that's what creates the deficits. And then the money goes to the military. The budget, I think, this year was, what, $768 billion. Oh, right, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You're still off. Let me repeat okay. the question as I asked it. How okay. hopeful are you that the United States is headed in the right direction? That's the question. Okay, thank you. You're, giving us, you're taking us on tangents, and okay. therefore you're not addressing the question. Okay. The United States is not headed in the positive direction or the right direction. They're heading into bankruptcy and the fall of an empire. That's where America's going. Okay. Bankruptcy and the currency will go down and poverty is going to come. And I'll leave it at that and let someone else get something in. Thank you very much for hearing All me. right. Thank you very much for making the attempt today. Thank you. Uh, Wayne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, you trees and the PRN Good afternoon. Family. Thank you. It's a long time. But. Yes. Um, in answer to your question, is America going right? That depends. What is right as compared to left or right as compared to wrong? So, left, that is a term used in this country for years to describe the radicals, not the Democratic Party. Both are right. We have one party with two wings, 
and it's undivided. The wrong part but, is what but, is But you do now. understand the question is not about politics as as you situate it. It's about... No, no. Okay. Sorry. Go on, go on. No, it's about... It is not... Is the United States headed in the right direction? We, the right, the word "right" here means the appropriate. the The, the right direction is about uh, what we expect, where we expect to go. That's what I mean by the word "right." I know I'm only being suspicious, as we say, but <laughs> <laughs> no, we are headed in the look. I hear listening to some of the views and people talking about we and we and we. The we, the people that is enshrined in the Constitution, is the rich land and slave-owning community. The poor whites, the women, and black native people were left out. We were never a part, we were never a part of that we. So to say that we are heading in the, we're not heading anywhere. We were right there where we started, right in that box where they had us. No power, no finances, no anything. And if we don't understand that, like I was saying before, this COVID experience should open or it should be opening a lot more eyes than being that open right now. These reports that they wanted to think for 75 years, when most of the population would have been dead, they were forced to let them out. And the people must understand that if they know all of this and the government is in, um, I use this term, government, wrongfully, I think we all do. Government is really or should really mean the people but that is in a democracy. This country has been stated time and time again is a republic, taking you back to Roman times when the Senate and the high ones in power ran the country. We've seen that happening here ever since, ever since the revolution, as they call it, after they overthrew British rule. But as far as heading in the right direction, these people are invested on both ends of this. So when it go up, they get profit. When it go down, they profit. The people who are never included, who consider themselves we, we Americans, please, we need a revolution to balance this thing. We are not on the table. We're still fighting for the crumbs off of the table. It's time people wake up. This was never for us. It wasn't made by us. And we had a wake up. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for your contribution today. Claude from D.C., you're on the air. Uh, Yes. uh, Good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon. Yeah. I, I think a lot of this issue... Uh, shouldn't be looked at politically, I, I think, because I think the tactic is uh, divide and conquer and might makes right. I mean, that's, you know, that's just really going on. So uh, if, if you really look at what's the other issue of climate change and how I, I think, uh, according to people like uh, Guy McPherson, uh, that we are losing human habitat. Uh, relatively soon, you know, soon, not, not in decades, you know, perhaps you know, sooner than we think. This, this, is, this is an issue that can unite people and to get them thinking not about being uh, aggressive and grabbing as much as they can while it's there, but, but trying to, yeah, trying to cooperate and trying to communicate and, and, to, be, and to have some compassion and empathy. But, you know, I think you're way off target here because I will repeat the question and you tell me whether you're answering it. How hopeful are you that the United States is headed in the right direction 
that's the question. No, the direction for who? I mean, I, th- I think I think exactly that's what your your other callers brought up, and I agree uh, almost like one hundred percent with what people were saying. You know, but uh, what is the game? I think that's what you have to say. What is the game they're playing? For instance, you know what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. That we did, we did what we wanted to do. We wanted to disrupt the infrastructure. We wanted to put these people back in the Stone Age, you know, you know theoretically, and and, uh, and so we succeeded in that. And that's what it was about, you know, and and that's why and that's why the Russians are not destroying as much as possible the infrastructure in Ukraine because because they don't want it's not that's not. You know that's not the motive. The motive is not to destroy them. The motive is is to is to have their own their own Monroe Doctrine, you know, their own sphere of influence, and uh, and and to you know push NATO back because NATO is yeah NATO is a is is divide and conquer. You know, it, it, that's really what it's. Yeah, about. but you, you, I'm you know. sorry to say, but I don't get the sense that you're answering the question. You're giving us an overview. And you're giving us the big picture, which is really not what I'm asking. I'm asking, are you hopeful that no, the listen, United what, States what is headed in the, in the right direction? Uh, no, no. I, I think, I think uh, trying to create more conflict uh, with Russia or, or with any, pick another enemy, we, you know, we have to, we have to uh, demonize somebody. I mean, that's, that's what we do, you know. And uh, uh, it's it's like what the Brits did during you know the first world and second you know first world war you know we uh, we have no we have no allies we only have competitors and so uh, that and that's I think that's the the attitude that America is taking you know uh, that, that that we have to we have to really go against what the reality of geography is the reality of geography is that that the uh, minerals and resources and uh yeah are, are stronger are, are 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 concentrated in the in the uh in eastern european region you know in in asia like like halifer mckinder was saying you, you know back in 1904 so uh uh we're, we're trying to disrupt that as much as as much as we can you know and uh, uh yeah it, it's it's going to be uh, I, I don't agree with having these proxy wars. I think that's wrong. And, uh, yeah, so are we headed in the right, right. direction? <laughs> Depends who you're talking to. Depends who, whose interests you, you're, you're trying to affirm, you know. So I'm sure there are lots of people who, who really want to see, because it's, it's also the globalization of poverty. That's also what's going on, you know, coming okay. from... Uh, I, I like, this is my pet peeve. And it is, a question is asked, deal with the question, and refrain, fight against it, refrain from taking us on scenic tours. There's a question, it is clear, and it provides some guidance as to how you frame your response. But you can't cover everything under the, the the sun with your response just deal with the question and yeah, another no, time I, I, maybe I think, we come back I, I and deal with taking, the rest. yeah I, I think the reaction that we're taking is is we we want to conquer russia and uh, or we want to see them down you know we want to buy them out we want to we want to see them be as corrupt as as everybody else you know uh, so uh well, we'll leave it there for today. A yeah, good effort. Yeah. We'll leave it there for today. And thank you for the effort. Thank you. Thank We've you. come to the end of the program, and I thank you all for contributing to a body of knowledge and information that should provoke us to do some more thinking. And uh, let's get together again tomorrow and talk some more. Bye-bye. <laughs>